0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and if you'd like to get in touch with me to um, ask some questions about the show, feel free to reach out to womentowatch.net, and that's women, the number two, watch.net. Uh, I'm thrilled uh, today to have someone joining us um, by phone, actually. Her name is Laura Wellington, and Laura is a media and technology entrepreneur. She is an author. She is a blogger for the Huffington Post, and she's also CEO of Mama Media. Uh, Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to have you here. Um, you know, a lot of what we're going to discuss today, uh, of course, is about your your book and your business and the work that you've done. Um, and I want to point out for the listeners, the name of your book is The Four Star Diet. And it's based on the wisdom of General Colin Powell and some other uh, wonderful leaders that everyone will know their names. Um, but as I said to you before we started, the book is really much more than a diet book. Um, It's really about um, self-improvement and leadership and we'll be talking about it throughout the interview um, as we learn more about you. So let's start out with your years growing up in uh, New Jersey. I know you went uh, back and forth a little bit between New York and New Jersey with your family um, but I'd love to hear about those years.
1: Sure. Um, Well thanks for having me on the show. my growing up years, um, I actually had a very a very normal life, um, although my mom immigrated from Germany, so um, I had a, little, a bit of a European background. My father is, grew up in the United States, and um, I was the second of four children. And um, it, I, I actually did very well in school. I, I loved school and um, thought to myself that I would end up becoming a doctor. I didn't become a doctor. My path took me in a different direction. I ended up uh, graduating, being the first in my family to graduate from college. I put myself through and um, continued on there um, in marketing and, and education for children. It would then um, bring me to uh, move into the technology industry, where I met um, my now-late husband, and we founded a number of companies together. Um, I've really been an entrepreneur ever since I left high school. Uh, I had been founding companies um, in college in, in various shapes and forms. And then when I met my, um, my late husband, uh, we founded two technology companies and uh, handled different sides of that business and grew it at a time when um, the particular marketplace we were in was, uh, had a dearth of these um, types of companies and, and a vast need. So that is a background. I had a regular life. You know, I was the second child. It was rather gregarious. Uh, very personable, you know, or so I'm told, um, very social. Uh, and I think the underlying um, push um, in my life overall was I love to learn, and that certainly helped me. I, I would basically ingest anything that came in front of me, whether it be a book or anything to read or, or whatnot. So that really is the underlying um, A principle of my life is the continued desire to learn and grow and um, become a better person literally every day.
0: Yeah, I saw that a lot in in my, um, you know, my research uh, on you and your life. And something I wanted to point out is that you not only graduated um, from Ramapo College in New Jersey, but you finished in three years. And I'd love to know how, you know, you, you, talked about your uh, mom and dad being a little bit old-fashioned and not even feeling it was necessary for you to go to college. So certainly um, the fact that you not only went but put yourself through in three years shows your determination to learn. How did you do that?
1: I worked hard. (laughs) I worked hard. I'm sure. Uh, You know what? Um, We had not had the financial means um, to put me through college, either. So um, beyond just continuing to study round the clock. I worked three, I mean, three jobs at the same time um, to get myself through, and I took a full load of classes. And how I did it, when I look back, I say to myself, oh, my gosh, how did you do it? But I also think that that experience prepared me for all I was going to go through in my life and losing my husband and, and turning around businesses and raising you know, now five children and, and whatnot. I, I believe that, you know, that no experience um, goes without reason. And so I literally, um, I was lucky in the fact that I had some phenomenal teachers that were very supportive of me, and I, I, there's no other way around it. I just worked really hard, and, but it was worth it for me, and, and I was thriving in what I was doing. And, I, you know, I tend to be an exceedingly active person. I have a very high energy level, and so um, that, has, that also helped. Yeah.
0: It's, um, one, of, one of my favorite lines from the book is um, a very brief comment, and it's about our inner voice. And you say that your inner voice is your wingman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I love that simple phrase just because I feel, you know, we talk about inner voice a lot and paying attention and listening, but to think of it as our as your own wingman kind of reminds you to really pay attention to it. And um, I, I wanted to know what at what age you um, had this sense that you wanted to do more than just you know, uh, graduate college and get a job, but you really felt a need to change the world uh, for the better. And yeah. that was an inner voice talking to you.
1: Yeah, that, that came very early on to me. Um, I, I knew very at a very young age, I, if I had to put a, a number on it, mm-hmm. I'd say I was probably about six years old, and mm-hmm. I was sitting in my bed, and it was every night, and I had this strong sense that I was going to live a larger life. I never was, uh, not that I wasn't an innocent child, I obviously was an innocent child, but I had something within me that was pushing me to um, help the world. I knew that from the very beginning. It was an eight, innate sense in me. And so it's driven me my entire life, and it's guided me my entire life. And it's been an incredible um incredible voice in which to, to, to go through life, um, alongside and listen to. And that to me is my inner voice. And, um, now where that comes from, you know, there are a lot of different beliefs, but, um, for me, um, it really has given me the opportunity to, um, do some phenomenal things because I've listened to it, and and I think that you know to that to that same point, and that's actually one of my favorite lines in the book, and probably one of the most um, important for for women to get because we always we question ourselves, we think that everyone else is smarter than us, we think that you know they're more they're more savvy, they're more experienced, they're more. Um, but the reality is, there's a point in your life where you finally reach where you say, you know what. I'm not so stupid. I actually know what's going on. I know what's going on past what most people do. Right. And so when you start recognizing that and, and gaining a confidence in that, that's when your world opens up.
0: That's right. That's so true. And and guess what? You know, what's right for one person isn't right for another. Another reason we shouldn't look to, to what everyone else is doing.
1: No, I mean, you should. There, I, I definitely believe in um, having reliable resources uh, Ie people in which you um, you bounce things off of, but those reliable resources will always tell you. Um, that's why they're so reliable. That you know what I, I only know so much of this. I can only guide you or give you my insights so much. At the end of the day, it comes down to you.
0: That's right. Um, let's talk a little bit about your years um, working uh, with Wellington Financial Systems. That was right. uh, you started in nineteen eighty nine. And um, you were with that company for a very long time. And what were those years like?
1: You know, it was interesting because I I found out in college that I also liked finance. And, And so between the financial piece of that business. And then obviously I would, you know, it was my late husband's and one of my late husband and I did my business the, the desire to make it worse. Plus the fact that he, he so loved tech, technology and, and I learned, I, I ended up really learning to love technology and seeing, I and seeing the value in it of, you know, within our own daily lives. Um, I loved that company. That was so much fun to build. It was, um, it, it, it definitely, um, I cut my teeth on that company. Uh, I learned a great deal from, from my late husband um, in building that company because it was outside of my prior realm in, in what you know the various companies that I had um, launched while I was in college. And so it was a very interesting um, space to be in. It, was, it also gave me um, new insight into the, the way a man's world worked because predominantly at that time, um, and still you know somewhat to this day, absolutely to this day, let me say somewhat it 's absolutely day. the the financial industry um, and obviously you know the tech you know is becoming a little bit better in this, but um, but for the most part it 's a man 's world still mm-hmm. and so um, so learning that world um, you know in a very um, what 's the word a very raw nature. Um, it, it helped me so much because it gave me the opportunity and the voice to speak to men in a way they'll understand and at the same time speak to women in a way they will understand, which are two, diff- two different languages, absolutely two different languages.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, l- let's talk about your husband, Laura. A big part of your story um, is uh, around your husband and, and the fact that he has passed. And uh, right. I, I'd love to know where
1: you met, how that all happened. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, we met at a restaurant opening um, that a mutual friend had invited eat both of us to. And it, it literally, we came from the moment we met, we were inseparable. And it was one of those. Um, You know, you hate to say it, 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 you don't want to fantasize about it, but it truly was one of those great love stories that was real. And um, he was my best friend. He was my business partner. He was a father to, at that point, you know, we would eventually go on to have four children. Um, We made it work, and we made it work really well. And he was was an incredible, incredible man. He was um, probably what people would say. He was a geek. (laughs) <laughs> um, he was romantic, he was um chivalrous um he was exceedingly intelligent, which is one of the things that really attracted me to him because he taught me a lot of things that i that were just outside of my world um He was a great husband and father um he was you know he really he saw himself as um double o seven <laughs> <laughs> And, and this was a running theme and joke in our lives, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm and, um, sure you felt safe with him, right? What?
0: You felt safe with him.
1: I, I felt safe with him, um, yet I, he allowed me to fly. Yeah. And um, and that was a great combination for me. Um, he, You know, he, he had an ego. Uh, at the same time, he wasn't overbearing with it. And so it was. Um, he, he was. He was really a wonderful partner for me, and um, and definitely, I you know I value so much having um, our children because I see parts of him still, um, you know, moving forward and living despite the fact that he's no longer with us.
0: Can you talk about the the first moment that that you found out that he was sick?
1: Sure. Um, it was. Uh, it was like lightning struck me between my eyes. Um, We had he had been um, he had had Crohn's disease um, ever since I knew him, and um, and it it had it had been getting progressively worse, and so um, it came to the point where he needed to have surgery, and he had the surgery, uh, and it was literally he had the surgery about one month after I had had my youngest daughter Isabel, who is now um, she's fifteen. And um, we come to find out, a friend of of, of ours was the the surgeon um, um, on the uh, uh, you know uh, taking care of, of Dean. He was a, a distant friend, but nonetheless, he became even more of a friend. And um, and so um, he would call us um, one evening um, after the surgery, and. Um, to tell us that um, he, Dean, and that was my husband's name, had a fourth-stage cancer, and um, we would then to go on to find out that um, he would have two different types of cancers at the same time, and it was a matter of how do you tackle one without allowing the other to grow so quickly that it will, it will, it will um, kill him. And so that was a quandary, and. You know, for me, when I heard the news, you know, having, you know, at that point, my, my fourth child, uh, so recently, and looking at my other, you know, little children, uh, we, it was um, truly, truly a devastating moment when I heard, knowing that I'd be out be without my best friend. Because, you know, you get a sense, I, I gained a sense of what was going on very early on, and, um, and so... Um, we went through, we actually prolonged his life um, for three years. And uh, so he would have his, the chance to see his children at least grow. You know, um, my oldest at that point when he passed away was nine. And um, and it was one of those things where you face yourself. You're looking at your, your biggest fear come to life. You're looking at, you know, trying to figure out what, your world will be like moving forward. You, you know, at that point, it was a choice of do I take care of him or do I, you know, run the businesses and I put the businesses in a, a family member's hands. And I mean, literally I, when I walked back into the businesses, they were absolutely destroyed. Um, so I was looking at not only having lost him, but losing that which we had built together. And um, it was, it was probably the most pivotal moment in my entire life. Um, changed my world, changed me, and um, certainly uh, grew my children into the uh, the most incredible human beings that could have survived anything like this. Um, you know, so I guess in a sense, we we turned a tragedy into a triumph. You don't wish it on anybody, but if you, if you have to do it one way or the other, that's probably the best way to do it.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I think it, it really um, speaks to your um, your your commitment to being well in spite of something um, so difficult. And, you know, you talk about a—I would say it's an aha moment for you, um, you know, dealing with your husband um, failing and, and four children and the businesses and all of it. That's an incredible amount of pressure. And uh, I love this story that you were standing in your home and um, for some reason, coincidentally, um, some clips came on the television of uh, JFK and, um, Uh, you know, riding down the the road and that um, historic moment. And that Mm -hmm. did something to you. Talk about that moment.
1: You know, it's interesting because it did, and I would later go on um, to learn a little bit more about that moment from um, a, a friend who's also more of a professional in this field, but, uh, but you know, when I saw, when I first heard that my um, husband had cancer, and what stage he was in and whatnot, um, and, and what my fate would be, obviously, you know, deducing all of it, um, I... I actually turned on the television um, and I saw for some reason they were replaying that um, terrible moment in JFK and and Jacqueline Kennedy's life where he was traveling down, you know, he was um, in the car traveling down um, uh, the road in Texas and he gets shot. and, And seeing her grapple and then going on, you know, watching her as the clip continues, you know, stand up to it and stand up to it with such grace and confidence and, and, you know, not losing in a sense, a beat in the public eye. Um, And I said to my, and setting a, setting an example. And it did when I saw that and I said, my gosh, you know, here she was in front of an entire world and she had to face a similar, you know, type of loss. Well, you know, that example gave me something to hold on to. And in holding on to that, I, I I never forgot it, and I crafted my life in a similar vein. Because I said to myself, if she could do it, then I can do it too. And that's why examples and role models you know, in our society are so incredibly important, because you need to be able to reach out and, and have something to look to at t- in times of, of pain or fear or or discouragement or devastation like I was experiencing at that moment
0: right I I love that story Um, Laura we're going to take a quick break and when we come back I want to talk about um, your commitment to honoring your truth we'll be right back are you the parent of a daughter in middle school If so, I must tell you about an upcoming event at Mount St. Joseph Academy. As the parent of an alum, I know firsthand the value of their academic excellence, athletic and arts programs. This private all-girls Catholic high school in Montgomery County provides the foundation our daughters need to go on to leadership roles at top universities and future careers. I know my daughter did. To register for the open house, go to msjacad.org backslash open house, and be sure to ask about their financial assistance and scholarship programs when you visit msjacad.org backslash open house. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital
2: for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments.
0: Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow! Infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes! Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this
3: traffic, hearty har. heart We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of life. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information.
4: Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits, and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized Success, Insource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. Insource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact Insource today at 610 592 0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to this week of Women to Watch. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm joined by uh, Laura Wellington today. And Laura is a media and technology entrepreneur. She's an author, a blogger for The Huffington Post, and CEO of Mama Media. And, um, Laura, just before the break, we were we were talking about a, a, a moment that you had that really kind of lifted you um Towards knowing that you had the strength to to move past uh, the passing of your husband and raise your four children and and run businesses, that's a lot on your plate. And um, I think something that I admire in you is that you're you're realizing and knowing that it's all important for for all of us to to honor our our truths. Uh, in other words, live our life true to ourselves. Right. Um, and and what I sensed throughout the book was. And you've said this, that it wasn't always easy to do that. And I'd love for you to talk for a little bit about why it wasn't easy, especially in those early years.
1: Honoring your truth. Um, It's interesting because sometimes we don't even recognize our truth because we we sort of get lost in the shuffle. And I think that's a a plague on women's lives um, overall. I think uh, we are... We become subservient to what other people think we should be doing, and ultimately, the end of the day, um, we forget who we are, and then we wake up one morning. Normally, they say it's usually in our forties, but it could be any time throughout <laughs> our lives. And then we say, "What? What are we? Do? What's our purpose?" Right. And I think that purpose is always somewhere in us. I think it, it comes out at different times. I don't think you're, you know, there are certain moments in your life where you just don't know your purpose because, you not know, you, you're not there yet. You don't know yourself. However, um, it does at some point in life show up and it's your job as a person And I would say, especially a woman um, raising other children or being a role model for other people looking on or whatnot, um, that you do find that purpose and honor the the truth of who you are, which is the reality is you know none of us are perfect, um, and that's part of our truth. Um, Accepting that should also be part of our truth. And honoring where we want to go in our life and and what we want to do with our lives and and who we are in our lives is exceedingly important and and I say this especially for moms who like like I said are raising children and are, are you know are such an influence um, in the not only the present day um, the present days of their children, but the futures of their children and what they end up crafting their own lives to be, and whether or not they in turn honor their truths. You know, and and I can honestly tell you, throughout my entire life, people have told me, probably the same as you, what I should be doing, which way I should be thinking, how I should be behaving. What. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're not living my life. They're not standing up to what I have to stand up to. You know, everybody's gonna has an opinion at the end, and the reality, the only opinion that counts is yours, and if you're a faith-filled person, God's, and, and whoever whoever you you say it, um, is important in your life, um, that's that's who you have to listen to, and that's... Who you have to depend on and and guide you into your future so honoring your truth is, is extremely extremely important it's extremely important
0: yeah it's something we need to to think about every day and I would you know say that some days we do it well and some days we don't um, but as long as you're trying exactly right
1: exactly you know look we're we're we're, we're not perfect individuals. We're not perfect human beings. It's the point, exactly as you said, to keep trying, keep getting up, keep, you know, keep, keep on keeping on, if that's what you want to say. But, you know, keep your feet moving one in front of the other, and, and, but do it in an honest way with yourself because, you know, you could be walking many different paths, and, and ultimately the only path you're going to be happy on is the one that you, uh, you choose. That's right.
0: You know, I want to know what it, the Four Star Diet, your book, which, you know, we're talking a little bit about as we talk about your life. Um, why General Colin Powell? Why uh, was, has he been someone who has been, uh, I guess, a mentor for you throughout your life?
1: Well, I think he's a brilliant man. And um, I think that he's literally lived his life his way. And I think he rose up, you know, against um, the where he ended up going in his life um, came from the principles that he believes in. And when I was provided that uh, that PowerPoint that in which the book was uh, um, offshooted from, uh, I was given it to um, given it, uh, given it by a, a very good, very good friend of mine who is also a leader in business. And he, you know, he said to me, Laura, take a look at this. And I read it, and the principal spoke to me. And you could see throughout his life how they spoke with him, um, to, to him, you know, General Colin Powell. And look, he, he, he um, created uh, opportunities for other individuals um, that they would not have gotten had he not done what he, uh, he did in his life, had he not honored his own truth. You know, um, he wasn't compelled to be pushed into running for the president, you know, know, in the presidential election because, you know, there were other things that were guiding him and he chose were more important. And so he's doing it his way. And I think he's a fine example of not only success, but success meeting that, you know, what you and I were just discussing, honoring your own truth.
0: Have you met him?
1: I have not. However... Um, I did get the thumbs up from um, his wife um, for the book. Oh, that's terrific.
0: And no, I, I, I think it, I love how you um, give his quotes and then you give a translation, you know, and how it really relates to, to life and your life.
1: Yeah, I think it's important um, when you're giving information to relate it to something real. Um, you know, so that this way uh, people get the full picture in in um, real time, so to speak, of, of what is being, prof- you know, professed and how it actually affects um, in, in uh, the real world.
0: That's right. I'd love to talk about, um, you know, uh, the book and a lot of what we talk about on this show are, are self-improvement. And we use the word balance often. Uh, especially for women who happen to be mothers and wives, and also working women, and my my feeling is that there really is no such thing as balance. In other words, I don't know that our lives will ever be you know equal on all parts, um, but we do strive for peace, you know, um, in the work that we're doing. How do you find that? What are some of the things you do um, because of the amount of work that you do and having five children? (laughs) What are some of your secrets for for Uh, finding the calm?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think the biggest secret is actually um, knowing that you do have to take time for yourself and commit to that. And um, and realize that everything can also wait. There's nothing, nothing in this world that can't wait except birth. <laughs> 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 that,
0: <laughs> that's right. We can't
1: control that. <laughs> Why <you> get that. Everything <laughs> <laughs> else is up to us. Right. And. Um, and the reality is, um, I, you know, so for me, with the five kids and the varying schedules and whatnot, um, you know, one, I take a, I take a, a, the, the view, having gone through what I went through, that, you know, I'm, I'm the lucky one. I get to be here to do all this. So I, I start there, and, um, and that's a very honest and, you know, and, and primal place. And then I say to myself, okay, that's, that's really true. But why do you feel like, excuse the language, crap? Because you're tired and you're this and that. And, and how do you, you know, how do you manage that on days when, um, you know, you're just overwhelmed? And and you know, sometimes I'll do the larger things for myself. Um, you know, I will go get a massage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and because that's my thing. If, you know, if I'm really to the point where you know I need to take a break and it's not an option for me. Uh, I know that's my go-to activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, though, um, I maintain a very healthy lifestyle. It's my way, you know. Um, but, you know, in saying I'm a, I'm a runner, I run every morning, I'm going to go through things, I'm going to say, oh, my God, I can't do that. And, you know, I, I, I've made the choice in my life that it's easier for me to stay, to stay healthy um, and then, then not, and have to cope with the other side of not being healthy. Um, I, rather, I like, you know, I like looking good. I like feeling good. I like being able to be as active as my children. I also know that I want to work towards living a very long life um, because I've had the privilege of of being the one who's able to go on, as opposed to my late husband. And so, um, you know, I think I, I honestly, I eat dessert every night. That's also my thing. I love I that. I do. You know, and it's not the normal dessert. I mean, I will literally eat a brownie with peanut butter and ice cream and, you know, and uh, chocolate syrup thrown on top. And right. if you ask my kids, they'll confirm that. And that's every night.
0: Well, we should be allowed to do that. And, of course, if you're running every morning, you're just running it off anyway. So.
1: I know. But, see, there's a the trade-off. Yes, right. And, and so – um you know, I, I, it's, you know, I'm not a, um, I'm not a, 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 things person per se. I don't take much solace in things because I see that, um, you know, people get caught up in their things and then those things destroy them. Uh, it becomes a happy, it's a false sense of happy. Um, I like things that come with meaning. So, um, that's the one thing I, I will tell you, I, I, you know, if, if my child has made me a, cr- a crumpled up sheet of paper and, and thinks that's the best thing in the world, but it is the best thing in the world. That's right. Um, but I, I sort of look at life that way. So I'd say uh, my guilty pleasures are massages and hot fudge <laughs> better, better. And then um, more so, though, um, I will take moments where I sit on my porch swing and look out. I, I've learned to take the breaks. I learned, I've learned to get outside. I'm an outdoors person anyway, so I, I use that mm-hmm. for my benefit. Those are some of the things that I do. Um, but I, I don't do shopping therapy. I know a lot of women do. Um, it, it's not my thing, but I do like being an occasional perfume. I'm a perfume. I like perfume. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's it. I can, I can that's it. That's, well, that's all good. That's all good.
0: And it reminds you n- another one of my favorite lines from the book. Again, and it's a very short, simple line. And it says, caring about yourself isn't selfish. It's survival.
1: You know, it's really funny because I have to tell you a, a brief story. I recently had something very interesting happen to me, and it's the same premise. I, about a few years ago, must have been at least two years ago, I wrote this. Um, I had been asked to write an article for a magazine, um, uh, a woman's magazine, and I write the article. And it, they asked me what um, what one piece of advice I would give to women, and um, and. Yeah, what I really started talking about was helping others. And, um, and then it circled back um, to me doing an interview and then talking about care getting. And um, in that interview that I did, um, I just written a blog for the Huffington Post about care getting. And, and the thing is, the, the, I asked the host of this, um, this show, the talk show, you know, what is care getting to you? What is care getting? Because when I first read that term, I said to myself, "What the heck does that mean?" And then I said to myself, "You know, that—that that to me, that's a—that's a crying shame if I don't know what the, the term care getting is, and I have to, yeah, I have to guess at it." And—and um, and the reality is, he didn't know what it meant either. And—and and so, um, but caregiving um, in the phrase that it was used it was taking care of yourself. And um, and it's funny how so many parents don't understand what that means. Not that they don't understand the, the, each of the words, and when you put them together, you can't assume what it would mean. But that they don't, they don't, they don't practice it in their own lives. And and I think in my same in in the book that I wrote, it's the same thing. You have to take care of yourself. It's not an option. We make it. We think it's optional, or we. We we feel guilty for taking care of ourselves, but the reality is, it's it's something you need to do not only for yourself, but as a role model for your children, and you know because they're going to be looking at you know they're going to be you someday, and if they they practice the same things that you've practiced and you put yourself in a sense a bad way a stressed out way a a a challenging way to live, um, that's is that what you want for them? That's right. So, That's right. So it's really interesting that we we don't practice that as easily as we should. Uh, albeit, I will say some people practice it too much, and then you know, to me, that that again throws you into a a harmful balance, harmful way, um, and and sort of you know puts you in that, the other side of that pendulum.
0: Yes, exactly. Laura, we're going to take one last quick break. And when we come back, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, our society today and how we have such an unrelenting stimuli going on. And um, you have some great tips for that as well. We'll be right back with Laura Wellington. Are you the parent of a daughter in middle school? If so, I must tell you about an upcoming event at Mount St. Joseph Academy. As the parent of an alum, I know firsthand the value of their academic excellence, athletic and arts programs. This private all-girls Catholic high school in Montgomery County provides the foundation our daughters need to go on to leadership roles at top universities and future careers. I know my daughter did. To register for the open house, go to msjacad.org openhouse and be sure to ask about their financial assistance and scholarship programs when you visit msjacad.org/open house. Hello. Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG
1: infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments.
0: Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hardy-har-har.
3: We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well.
4: Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses, as well as nonprofits, and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized Success, Insource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. Insource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact Insource today at 610 592 0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need.
3: Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of life. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch. I am uh, joined in the studio today by Laura Wellington. And uh, Laura is a media and technology entrepreneur. And we're talking a lot about her book, The Four Star Diet, um, which Laura wrote. And um, we really haven't discussed dieting at all because it's, it's really not about dieting. Which, You know, Laura, and I have to ask you, we, were you overweight at any time in your life?
1: No, I mean, I went through the normal um, growth spurts, you know, in, in um, middle school and high school, but never um, completely ever overweight. I, but I've always been an, an exceedingly active person, so I was always playing sports in um, high school and, and middle school, and really throughout my entire life, and I was a runner. So um, I can't say, I, the only thing, um, I grew up in a household with um, a number of overweight people, and um, being the thin person in the crowd, so to speak, um, was very unusual. Um, but I, my habits were very different than, um, and, you know, my siblings and and, and my, parent, um, my own parents, my one parent. So um, I sort of learned uh, through them what not to do. Right.
0: So what was it that propelled you to write a book about diet? And again, it's not about dieting, but.
1: Yeah, well, you know, part of it was um, I had been, and I wrote it within the book, I had really, uh, you know, being surrounded by women, um, you know, a a great deal in my life. um, I saw the struggles that these women had with weight, and not just weight, but just food. Their relationships with food were so poor. Mm -hmm. Um, Their views on food were so off and they had been taught these views um, you know, food is really in many cases the enemy when you sit down at the table and you know, the first thing that they're saying to you is, oh I shouldn't eat this and I shouldn't eat that see I never say that to myself um, I, I, food is one of the the, the luxuries in life that um, is there for you to um, to really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's when it's like anything else, though. When you when you overdo something, when you have an unhealthy attitude towards it, it becomes the enemy. It becomes a bane in one's existence. And so I saw this in so many women, and it disheartened me so that you know we would spend our lives going through life never having a, a healthy or positive relationship with food. And you're seeing that trickle down to, to our daughters. Yes. You know, and, and I think that's really quite the shame. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said to myself, you know, and it, it was women beating themselves up about it and not loving themselves in, 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 in and in accepting their truths as far as also with their own bodies. You know, we're all not made the same. And thank God we're not. Do you know how many beautiful women are out there that look completely different than, than the next woman and the next woman and the next woman? And, um, and you know, I think that's... And I don't just say this because everybody's supposed to politically correct say that. If we really take a step back and look at ourselves and look what we do, and it's not just our physical appearance, it's a physical appearance combined with all who all of who we are, all of what we do, all of what we overcome all of the things in the world that we've changed for the better, all of the struggles, all of it, all of it, are are we not beautiful? And so the problem is that we're being told continuously that we're not beautiful if we're not exactly like this. and And so the struggle is intense for women. And like I said, it disheartens me because we're not being taken as a whole. And so one of the things I wanted to do with this book is to say, hey, listen, if you're unhappy with yourself weight-wise because you're unhappy with yourself weight-wise and you want to do something about it because of you, not your husband, not the television, not what society says, all right, then, then okay, let's do something about it together. Here are some steps that you can do that are proven steps within life and all different facets of life that will help you not solve the problem for you, not say this is the quick fix, like every diet book seems to not say you can eat meat, so you can't eat that. I think diets are very, very subtra- subjective creatures. You will never stay on a diet if it doesn't suit your, 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 what you like to eat. It's not going to happen. Um, but at the same time, um, if you are willing to accept yourself, and you are happy with this yourself, and you are, you know, you're okay, you learn to be okay with not being perfect, which I think is a big part of all this, um, then you know what? Then, then here's a book for you to not only, you know, to, to, to give you something to read that will help you guide your life in the larger sense of the word than the, just the dieting sense. You know, and that's, the, that's the crux of this book. Accept yourself. Be true to who you are. And then make the decisions that you need to make for yourself. Don't let other people make them for you. You'll never live up to other people's expectations because it's, ever, it's an ever-changing guide.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think um, one of the, the problems is, is the messaging that's out there everywhere you go all day long about the do's and the don'ts. Right. Right. I think people really try to to kind of listen to their own voice and do what feels um, authentic to them. And there's just so much messaging out there from, you know, all of these so-called experts. Um, right. And,
1: and that's the expert. You know, that's that's part of the book, too. You know, everyone is an expert and all these experts have the solutions. And yet, you know, the reality is if you peer into those many of those experts lives, you will come to find out that they're probably the worst off that you can get. So, you know, at the end of the day, it comes back to allowing yourself to, to rely on your wingman to guide you. Yes. Yes, I love that. I love that
0: wingman. I'm, I'm thinking
1: about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. So, I'm glad. Listen, you,
0: you have, um, I'd love to talk about your, you and your life today with your children who I just can see or you know, the light of your life. And specifically, what types of conversations you have with your daughters about leadership and, and helping them to, to really stand on their own two feet and be themselves in what is really a difficult society, I think, for young ladies to do so.
1: Well, it, it, it is. And um, that's an ongoing conversation in my house it's a daily conversation because I do have, you know, I have an older son, um, who's now 21 and I'm actually just accepted into, um, med school. So he's on his way to become a neurosurgeon. Oh, wow. Great. Um, and then, um, and then I have a daughter who is, uh, who is 19 and then one who is 17 and one who is 15 and then I have a four year old, which we'll get into a little bit later. But, um, but my girls, you know, in guiding them um, to become their own women, so to speak, in society, it is it is a challenge because there is such messaging out there. And um, luckily, um, I, I believe I've given them a strong role model to, to follow. I'm look. We've had some of the most difficult circumstances to overcome. Certainly I'm not the only one who has overcome something like this, but mm-hmm. when it is in your own home, it, you, you know, it sort of sets the standard of, you know, um, you know this, is, this, is, this is what can happen in life and this is how you need to be able to meet it if it does. Um, and so for me, I have a daily conversation. Some of the most difficult things I can see with um, each of the girls, um, and it varies between, is um, teaching them balance. Um, they are high achievers um, and what's interesting is I've never ever ever you ask them you know if you were they were here they confirm this they, I've never checked the report card I've never checked the report card they could tell me they have A's and be failing and I would not know it now they wouldn't because they learned that you know they, it, it, one of the, the steadfast rules we've had in our lives is there's no there's no lying there's no half truth there's no you know just come out to be direct and say it Um but I, I want them to love learning for learning. Now, in that same token, um, yeah, I'm a learner, so it's sort of a part of the culture of my household. But, um, you know, uh, it's, it's very interesting, too, when it comes to weight and whatnot. Um, I've always taken the position of not discussing it. Um, when they have brought it up to me, you know, they have varying body, you know, shapes and whatnot. We've got one that's a beam pole. I've got one that's more athletic. I've got one that's, um, that's, uh, becoming more athletic. Um, and 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 one this is more of a struggle, and one can basically eat anything, and you know, and and so you know, but that's going to be all throughout life. You know, they're going to go through their variations, and you know, um, we age. You know, there's, there are things that you need to do to to, to maintain health at a later age that it might be more than what you might at a younger age. But at the end of the day, um, I've been very, you know, very diligent and very concerned with not making um, outer appearance a big deal because I think a society brings that on anyway. And, right. and so that to counterbalance that, I try to um, have regular conversations and if they have concerns with them um, about weight about um they tell me about their their many friends and how many are bulimic and how many are anorexic and how many Mm. are struggling with their moms over it and i refuse to go there and because i refuse to go there i never made um food um an enemy for them and my girls eat let me tell you you know i mean they 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 are not lightweights as far as eating and i'm happy that they do
0: yes they Um, should
1: (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, I, you know, um, especially you know when they're they're active and they're growing. I want them to be healthy. I want them, you know, they're uh, they're building their bodies. Eventually, you know, they'll have children. I want them to be strong and healthy to be able to do that. And I don't want them to to uh, you know attract men that want these waifs. I want them to live exciting, happy. Healthy lives, um, and part of that is eating. If their if their husbands or their boyfriends are chowing down on burgers at the, the football game or whatnot, why should not my daughter chow down on a burger? You know, or whatever, whatever she decides, as long as she knows when to stop. Right. You know, for her. Yes. Yes. Then that's that's great. More power to her. Keep going. Yeah,
0: I so agree with that. You know, we need to be their their kind of safe place, and um, you know, support. Um, they get enough of the poor messaging when they walk out the door. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Laura, you know, I, I could talk to you all day, and we, there's so many things we haven't spoken about, but we're almost at the end of the show. And one of the things, real quick, I'd love for we didn't even talk about the company, your company, and, and the work that you do. So uh, for the listeners, um, how would they get in touch with you um, if they wanted to, to find out more about your writing and your, your blogging and your company?
1: Sure. Um, they could go to um, www.mamamediact.com and they can find out more about what I'm doing um, and as far as blogging and, and contributing and writing and my work with mom bloggers. And honestly, um, I invite all moms who are blogging or, or have websites that they want me to look at and find some interest in to contact me because I'm in the middle of launching something pretty Creative with one of the national um, television networks in the U.S. And um, the more mom bloggers that get involved and um, raise their flag and tell me what they're doing. Okay. Because I'll help to empower them. Terrific.
0: Laura, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me on the show and keep doing what you're doing. It's it's very impressive and wonderful for women.
0: Thank you so much, Laura. That's it, everyone, for this week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. Again, my name is Sue Rocco, and please reach out to my website at womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net. Have a great day. Uh